Welcome to the Woodridge Community Outreach Podcast. This is a great opportunity to learn about the organizations and individuals that are working to meet the needs of our community. For more information about our church or local outreach efforts, visit woodridge.org. Enjoy the podcast. So today we're talking with Terry Wright, and Terry Wright is um, a church member, but she is also a founder of Lifeline Pregnancy Center, um, which we did the uh, baby bottle or the baby bank fundraiser for. Um, and so today we just get to learn a little bit about Lifeline, a little bit about Terry, um, also just a little bit about um, how God has used Lifeline to minister not just to the ladies that have walked through the doors, but also I think what Terry's learned herself from it, and and then how we as a church can come alongside and help um, this particular population. And so Terry, I guess just start out with, um, just tell me a little bit about you, uh, your background, maybe a little bit family-wise, and just how that led to Lifeline. Well, I'm a, I'm a registered nurse. I'm retired now, and um, pretty much did that with, um, I'm also a deaf interpreter, but pretty much did the interpreting part-time and uh, mainly um, ministry work, uh, and then the nursing um, through the hospitals, and then also in education teaching. Um, I have uh, a husband and two children, a son and a daughter, and um, they're both married, and I have seven grandchildren. And although it may not have been the kids' plan to stay in the Houston area, uh, they were drawn back here, and so we're which is nice because we've been able to get to know their spouses and be able to be around our grandchildren. Uh, so, you know, we're, we don't have any complaints with that, with the <laughs> fact that they all live in the Houston area. So we, and we enjoy that. Lifeline um, is something that, um, when I think back, it's something that God laid on my heart just in kind of little whispers, little experiences kind of along the way. Um, I was nursing at St. Luke's Hospital downtown working in the um, labor and delivery uh, department and I loved it. it it was just it was just great you know helping families you know deliver babies and I learned a lot and the, the people I worked with just it was just a nice nice uh, personality with the group um, now they did do uh, abortions there uh, which they do at most hospitals and uh, so the doctors were, um, some of the doctors who did perform abortions, and then there was like a recovery area for the patients. What was nice about the unit I worked on was each nurse um, themselves could decide if they wanted to um, be a part of the abortion or not. So you could opt out, and your patient assignment would not include an abortion patient for that day if you opted out. And so I like that, having that choice, and um, I didn't, you know, I, I believed in the sanctity of life, I, and so I did not um, uh, take on those patients. But I do remember I was doing a delivery, and um, everything was going fine. I needed a few more warm blankets, so I was kind of, you know, walking down the hall, kind of brisk-like, um, and there was an area where we, um, the abortion um, patients were recovered, and I could hear crying com coming from behind the curtain, but I kind of went went quickly down to the warmer, grabbed my blankets, and on the way back, I, that patient was still crying, and I was going to come around the curtain to see if she needed anything or if I could help her. And as, as I was coming around to go into her little cubicle area, the nurse swung around real quick and made it in there first. And I heard the nurse ask her, what's wrong? And she said, 
I just had an abortion and I've got to talk to someone. I, I just realized what I've done and I, I've got to talk to someone. And I listened and the nurse replied, well, it's a little late for that. And I thought to myself, education, education is a key with, um, with abortion. We, um, we, we have generations of, of people who the law has always been there, and so it's, always, it's just naturally seen as an option. And I think then God kind of started whispering on my heart, um, people need to learn what abortion really is. Right. So that was, that was kind of the start of it, mm-hmm. um, maybe the start of thinking about Lifeline. And I think, um, I, I guess we can kind of dive a little bit here because I think sometimes we maybe have a picture of our mind when we think about um, women that are contemplating abortion of, oh, well, maybe they're just taking, in their mind they're taking the easy way out or whatever. But I think of the women that you have interacted with in your past, what really is the picture? When they come in and they're trying to, you know, they find out they're pregnant and they, I feel like they really feel like there aren't any options other than an abortion, um, and and yet that's not the case. But I guess what is what is the picture when these some of these women are are coming in or they're contemplating? I guess why of the ones that you've experienced um, or background? I mean, what's going on in their life that would kind of bring them there? Is it um, is it a poverty? Is it family generational? Um, is it they just don't know education, like you said? Um, I guess it's just shedding a light for us on, on what mm-hmm. on what that typical that person would look like. Well, the Lifeline is a pregnancy care center, and abortion clinics are also a pregnancy care care center. So some have walked in our door, mm-hmm. wanting to schedule an abortion, because we were close. They ran us up on Google, and we were close, and so they walked in with that. Others may walk in because maybe they had other uh, past abortions. You know, there were, might, they might say, oh, I've had two or three, I can't do it again, but I don't know what else to do. Right. And so, like you're saying, they're wanting help, maybe some right. guidance. Um, others might come in knowing that, no, I'm, I don't want an abortion, but I need help. You know, I, I need material assistance. I need um, things that can help me um, with this child, or maybe they have another child. The average age of the client at Lifeline is about 28 to 29 years old. So some may have other children, mm-hmm. and they're thinking with their job, they can't afford another one. Right. And so they, they come maybe to get assurance, maybe thinking we can help them with that. Um, either, either way, it's, it's a divine appointment. Right. God brings them through the door, which is what we've always prayed for, mm-hmm. for him just to bring the right people through the door that need to hear the truth. So there are different different reasons. I can remember, um, in particular, a, pay, uh, a client, it was a Tuesday, and she shows up, and she was just kind of like, I really don't want to be here. I, I'm real close to my sister, and I told her I have an abortion scheduled on Thursday, and she made me promise I'd come talk to you first. So not everyone comes because, oh, let me right. run in here and get help. They might come because they made a promise to someone mm-hmm. else who wanted them to come and maybe talk with us about alternatives because there are. I think our 
our society, we maybe don't think about the alternatives. Right. We just see an unplanned pregnancy as you're not ready for it, so do this. And there are other options. And, and just to realize that as God has a, a plan for, for everyone, he has a, a, an individual plan for that mom that walks through the door and also a plan for that baby she's carrying. Mm-hmm. And just to be able to see the whole picture, um, God has a plan. Right. And so I guess talk a little bit now about Lifeline, because you said, I, kn- I know it's 10 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys started in the Atascacita area. Correct. Correct. And then, but you've branched to, um, or you had to move just land-wise or space-wise. Now you're over at, where are you guys located now? Yes, we are at um, the area of... FM 1960 and Interstate 45. Okay. We're Which, in that, that right area. on that corner. I mean, yeah, Bama Westfield. Mm-hmm. That light right there, just west of 45. We were here in. Um, we were in Humble at Timber Forest in 1960, mm-hmm. and we had a, a very nice space. And we um, received some extra money designated to open a second center, and so that's where we ended up on. 1960 right. and 45. Most of our clientele was driving from that area or Greens Point area. Mm-hmm. So that, that worked out well. But what happened, what we didn't see within the next couple months was that our contract had to be renewed and the rent went super high. So we thought we were expanding and actually in God's provision we were being moved to a new location. Mm-hmm. So we ended up closing the one in Humble and just using the one um, which is in North Houston. Although they are making plans now to um, open a second one in the Humble area, right. perhaps 1960 and 59, that area. Okay. Um, easier to be, it's a little easier accessible when right. you're close to uh, a ma- major interstate. Yes, so we um, function on, right now we're functioning out of the one on um, f- at 45 in 1960. Well, and there really aren't that many Christian-oriented crisis pregnancy centers. I mean, or even that many crisis pregnancy centers in Northeast Houston. I mean, you guys, and then there's um, Birthright and Humble, but they don't do ultrasounds. Correct. Um, And then Community Pregnancy Center has the mobile bus that has started to branch out over Mm -hmm. here. But even Mm -hmm. then, that's a couple times a week, and it's a a mobile bus, so you don't have the store attached to it as far as the Mm -hmm. items. Um, so when a lady comes into Lifeline, kind of what's the normal routine? Um, what, what happens? The client walks in and they're greeted. Um, there's paperwork, so they fill out, um, answer some questions as far as, um, you know, just uh, where they live so we can contact with them, phone, things like that. A little history about them. Um, um, which baby is this? One, two, whatever. If there's other others, um, other children, um, are they married? Are they not? Um, is the father involved? Or and um, that those every everything's different for each person, and so they answer questions. Um, we ask um, things about uh, if they attend church or not. Um, and so there's just there's a few questions that they do answer. Um, have they seen a doctor yet? Because we like to facilitate mm-hmm. that and make sure you know the health needs are being met for for both mom and the baby. And so just pertinent information like that, just to kind of give an idea. We um, from there, um, the the client would see our registered nurse. We have a registered mm-hmm. nurse that um, sees the client each time they visit, and she does the um, pregnancy testing. 
and uh, the ultrasound. Mm -hmm. So we do the pregnancy test, we do medical grade, we're um, completely certified as um, in that part um, to do medical grade and um, from there if it's positive or negative, either way she will still see the client advocate. Okay. And um, through that usually it is positive and from that um, the client, she um, moves on and sees the client advocate after um, talking with um, the nurse who, you know, is going to emphasize things like prenatal vitamins and give diet, good, uh, good diet mm -hmm. protocols on things to eat and that and, and help with the morning sickness and also make sure that she's um, making an appointment to see right. an obstetrician. So then she's passed on to the client advocate who uh, explains our program. Um, we have, a, it's, a, it's a pregnancy care center and while pregnant and the baby is growing, we have classes for the mom to learn to know what's going on and what the mom needs to do or maybe refrain from doing at the stage of pregnancy. So she's learning about what's going on mm -hmm. and how she can better provide for her baby while she's pregnant. And also things, c connecting them with things that they um, um, might benefit from in the way of programs, right. um, food, nu nutrition, and things like that. So she learns that she can come and um, in the beginning, every three to four weeks, come in, do a class, and she receives what are called boutique bucks. Mm -hmm. And uh, if um, the father of the baby comes, well, they get double boutique bucks. Right. So if both parents are involved, you get double, but at least one parent, you get these boutique bucks. And we have a room that looks like, kind of like a baby's resale shop. It's got everything mm -hmm. you would need from layette all the way to, to like four years old in the way of clothing and blankets and sheets, strollers, high chairs, all that kind of things, all those necessities that you need. And if mom works the program and she comes to the classes, by the time she's ready to deliver, she'll have everything she needs. Mm -hmm. So she then takes those boutique bucks after the class and she can go shopping. And some will save them up and maybe after they do their revealing ultrasound and they know, know the mm -hmm. sex of the baby, and others will you know, perhaps buy along the way and buy things that they see. So it's kind of fun right. for, for mom. To and shop. To shop. Prepare, and, nest. And so these are, now the boutique is, um, it's supplied through donations. Mm -hmm. Just generous people who believe in um, the sanctity of life and, and they want to help moms, um, they will, they're finished with their pack and play, they'll donate it, um, stroller, clothing, and so everything is just set out and um, it's really, it's a special time when they can just buy and shop what they need. Right. And often, they may be thinking, maybe I'll work the program, maybe I won't, I don't know, I just wanted to know if I was pregnant, that's why I came here. Maybe that was it. Right. But when they walk into that boutique and they see that, oh, you really do wanna help me, oftentimes the decision is made, no, I'm making a return appointment, I'm coming back, mm -hmm. which is what we want, right? Right, Because we want to, initially, we share the gospel of Jesus Christ, that initial visit, they are also shared the gospel of Jesus Christ because we don't know if they're coming back or not. Right. But if they keep coming back, then um, there are um, little mini Bible studies that we can reinforce scripture um, with them that goes along with the class that's being taught. And so they, they're they learning more. There's more invested in them in the way, and they're learning more about God and God's plan for them. And um, they're also, they're feeling a lot of love. There's a lot of love felt. You're just God's spirit is there. Right. So I think um, for me, one of the key 
the key things that really draws the women in. Yes, the items and, and that type of thing, but is that advocate role or this peer support role, the client support role, which is done by volunteers, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, can you speak a little bit to that, just what they do as far as coming alongside mm-hmm. um, the client? Yes, a client advocate. Yes, client, client advocate. advocate. Yes, they come alongside the client and they stay with them through pregnancy, through the birth and beyond because after the baby's born, we then, the classes shift to parenting at the age that the child is. Right. So we want, we want mom to stay with us mm-hmm. because we want her to plug in to um, uh, many of the churches might offer things at their churches for our moms and with their children and plug in to things with the church. And um, we have seen many work our program and end up in church and end up they're in line serving with their children, right. trying to serve in whatever way you know that the church is doing. And so that's kind of our goal is to kind of just be an evangelical arm of the church. And and um, it starts out at Lifeline, but you know that they will grow right. and um, then become you know church members and just continue in their discipleship. So the client advocate comes alongside and she nurtures all that and um, just becomes really good friends, friends with the client. And many don't have family support. Many, um, many do, but many don't. And I think having that family feel, um, I know some maybe saw me, I'm older, as maybe a mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, even though, even with our young client advocates who have young children of their own, I think they can kind of reach maybe the clients in ways that maybe I couldn't because I'm right. kind of past that, on that stage. Mm-hmm. And so there, it's very, all ages what, is what I'm saying though. Mm-hmm. All ages are just, can be use, useful in being a client advocate and just demonstrating God's ways and um, showing, showing God's ways and God's truth with them. And even um, maybe you're, I don't know, maybe you're taking your own kids to the zoo. Well, right. maybe you'd want to invite your client, your client with mm-hmm. your mom with, with her children to go along. Right. And with it, they're, you're modeling, mm-hmm. right? You're, again, parent modeling because she's watching you and your role with your children, and she's seeing that and is able to maybe learn some, some good techniques, some things that work in um, raising you know, her own children. No, I, I love that because I think... When you look at, I know even when we look at some of our young moms that we work with that have had, you know, teen pregnancies and are now parenting, um, when I look at, some of them have support systems, some of them don't. A lot of them live with grandparents. Um, some of them don't live with any family members. But, um, and with through our Embrace Grace program, which we send the love, love boxes. So we have love boxes at Lifeline and some of the other crisis pregnancy centers. And that invites them to the support group here at the church, or another one if there's one closer to them wherever mm-hmm. they live that's not in our area, with the hope of being able to do the come alongside mm-hmm. and the wraparound. Um, because to me, that's where, that's where the, at the heart, that's the gospel, as mm-hmm. far as the community piece, the, hey, let me, let me come into this with you. You're not mm-hmm. alone. Um, and I think that's what so many people are looking for that are struggling with whatever is is that community and that they're not alone and a little bit of hope and direction Mm -hmm. um and so i that's the part that me that i love because i also know interacting with people and engaging with people is where god has changed me the most 
as an individual and taught me the most and grown me the most. Um, and so I guess just through your work at Lifeline, how have you seen God work? Um, what, are, what have been some of those God moments? Well, you know, I think let's go all the way back to the beginning when I kind of, I, re- I retired and um, kind of thought towards the end of working, oh, I think I could maybe try to open a pregnant, crisis pregnancy center. No, it never would have worked. It just, there was too much work involved and I, I had a professional schedule. So it wasn't, it was shortly after that I retired and and um, talked with my husband and you know, I, I had tried maybe like riding the wave with another center, thinking, oh, that's where God's leading and those doors just kept closing and closing and, and talking with him and he said, you know, this isn't something you just like on a whim. This is something you've talked about for years. I think you just need to pursue it and see where, we don't know where it's gonna go, but I feel like you just need to pursue it and see Mm -hmm. where it would go. So I I thought, well, I'm gonna go talk to our missions pastor. So I went and talked with him. And he talked with our our senior pastor. And so he came back and he said, well, we we like this idea of, I explained to them what I, how I, visioned lifeline being different than other centers because i think we need to like you're saying we can't just help them get through right. the birth i mean they no i mean really great disservice yeah. and their kiddos yeah i mean that's when it really starts mm-hmm. isn't it i mean as a parent yeah. you know that right well, yes. that's where it re- that's where you really need the help mm-hmm. and it's like we can't just let them go we need to kind of make it so it's like maybe through four years mm-hmm. till maybe school age or something um and so we kind of you know we kind of kind of threw it out, put it out there, and and um, they said, well, okay, we, you have our permission to start talking about this. Let's just see where it goes. And I, I didn't expect that. I kind of expected, oh, okay, well, we're going to take this, and we're going to do a little write-up, and we're going to put this little blurb in the bulletin, and we're going to do this little video and for two minutes, and we're just going to get this information out. But they said, you know, he looked at me and said, you can talk about it. And I thought, me? Who's going to listen to me? You know, I mean... And, but that's, he said, well, this is kind of a test. Let's just see. I mean, how do you really mean what you're saying? Let's just see. Let's see where God takes it. So three weeks later, I had to call and apologize to him because I was so convicted over, you're talking about God moment. I thought for some reason, I thought I'd be the one talking. Mm -hmm. Who was I to think that? I, I had people calling me that I never knew. In fact, one woman, this story stands out in my mind. She got my number from someone. She was standing in a target line. The two ladies behind her were talking about this pregnancy center that was being worked on to open up in the Humble area, and it was going to be called Lifeline, and it was just in the startup phase, and they were looking for people who might want to come along and help get it started. And she said, uh, well, I listened and listened, and finally I, I just left. And I kept thinking, oh, I, I wish I... I knew where they were talking about because I, I'm really, uh, I believe in the sanctity of life and I, I want to um, help, but I didn't get the information. And she said, well, these two ladies happen to park next to me. So we're going out the parking lot and I'm putting my things away and here they come. And I thought, oh, well, I'm gonna get it. So she says, that's how I got your number. I asked them for your number. You know, I never saw those two ladies, but I saw that one standing who overheard. And so it was kind of like, why did I think I'd be doing the talking? Right, that like, God's gonna do the work. God did it. And that wasn't all. I mean, there were even up to the, all through to the build out, people would just show up. This young married couple, we're just married. We want to help. We don't know how to do anything. 
um, someone told me you're painting today. Can you just show us what to do and we'll help? And just, you know, just things like that, that I didn't go out and advertise. That was just God and, and his, um, his spirit laying on hearts. Maybe overhearing a conversation, maybe hearing a direct conversation, but it was, it was him from the start. I think that's what uh, I feel like even through this ministry work God has done the most is he really just wants a willing heart and our obedience. He's like, he, I think he says it, like, just say yes, just mm-hmm. move forward, and now watch me work. Yeah, that's um, exactly right. And it's, then it, that's the fun. When you have to step out of your comfort zone and you have to rely on him, then you get to watch him orchestrate and navigate and make all these connections mm-hmm. that you're just like, what in the world? Right. It had to be God. And you keep getting reminded, it's not you. Right. You're just a tool. Mm-hmm. Okay, it is me. I, it's like you're standing in the dark holding a flashlight. If you take a step forward, more of the path is illuminated. Now, if I just stand there, I'm not going to see anything forward. So the faith of going forward, and then God just puts the people in your path that you need. Right. Raises them up, and and you know it's all Him. Mm-hmm. It's His work. And that's the, the beauty of, I mean, Lifeline is but one avenue that, that allows us to come alongside individuals and people to not just share the gospel, but to share life. That's right. And and to, to help them, you know, maybe help carry a little bit of the load or make it a little bit lighter. I mean, we can't fix things or how we consider it. It's not, that's not our job. Mm-hmm. Our job is to love and to share and, and to provide that hope. Um, and so I guess what's, how can, what's, what's the church's role in this? I mean, how can the church specifically help um, and partner with Lifeline? What are the opportunities there? Prayer. We need to pray. You know, mm-hmm. the battle starts on your knees. And we need to pray. We, we just, we need to pray daily or maybe designate a certain day of the week that you just pray for um, the um, evangelical pregnancy care centers. Uh, just pray for those like Lifeline that, that God will just bring um, moms through those doors that can hear, that can hear his truth. Um, so we, we need prayer. Um, other ways would be um, you can volunteer. A person can volunteer, and there's different areas that are needed. We've talked about the client advocate, mm-hmm. someone who wants to work one-on-one, you know, just being that positive role model, um, just showing, showing the right way, um, being a light. Um, uh, we're light. And, the, the Bible teaches that. Jesus says we are light. As Christians, we're the light. And that light within us, it shines through our actions that are right, that are good, that are true. So you're allowed to let your light shine with someone and, and be able to show them the way. Um, uh, other things that are needed, well, um, we need receptionists, someone who can greet them when they come in the door. Um, that you sit at the desk and you're answering the phone. You're, you you have a, a certain things, certain jobs, duties that are assigned to that area, which is going to be like any receptionist, front office type work, mm-hmm. um, answering the phone, um, greeting the clients, um, getting them ready for their appointment, um, keeping that run smoothly. Of course, you're going to help them make a return appointment then when they're finished for their next one. Also, new clients, giving them the paperwork kind of helping them so that they know what the next step is, waiting, what your way, I'll call the nurse, she'll be here to um, take you back, things like that. So you're just kind of keeping that front office running. Um, Also areas that are needed, um, 
secretarial type work, whether you're filling envelopes, um, stuffing envelopes, or, or sending out um, thank yous, um, people do support and help, and we like to always extend a thank you to them and let them know what they're doing is beneficial and maybe share something about the ministry. Also, whether you donate um, material goods like baby items, birth through um, age four, clothing, um, sheets, blankets, um, things like high chairs or play yards or um, strollers, anything like that. So if you don't need it, you can donate it. And the material goods are the same as donating money. It is a tax. It is um, is able to be written off on your taxes, uh, which which can be one of the blessings that we have of of supporting right. the ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that's one of the blessings for you. Someone might say, "Oh no, no, I don't want that." But maybe maybe that's a blessing God wants to give you. Right. Is the fact that you can claim it mm-hmm. and, and write it off as something good that you did. Also, money. It's it's really hard to be a, a poor ministry. It's very hard. <laughs> And so um, the finances are needed um, to keep the lights on, to keep the doors open. Um, we have a, a small staff that is paid, but most of our workers are volunteers. Um, so along with um, people, maybe, maybe they're led to, um, to donate financially, maybe they're led to donate in person. Um, all of the material goods that are given have to be sorted and sized and, and um, hung up and placed in the boutique. So it looks like this nice little resale shop. Right. Nice little store. It's very inviting. It's very sweet looking. Oh, and you even all, have maternity clothes. Yes. There's a there's maternity clothes for the moms mm-hmm. because often when they come to us, they're finding that they're like, they're wearing maybe a t-shirt two sizes too big or something. Right. And so we have clothes that we can offer them. And it's very appreciated. It's very mm-hmm. appreciated by them. So um, anything from maternity, through age four for a child, um, we we accept. So there's there are many different ways that someone can come alongside and support. Right, and I will put um, contact information for Lifeline in the website in the show notes for folks. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think just lastly, is there anything else that you would want people to know about Lifeline, about crisis pregnancy centers, about serving? Um, anything just last minute that you want to add? Um, the the foundation that it was founded on is still its foundation, mm-hmm. um, which is the gospel of Jesus Christ. That is still the foundation, and um, and so, so that's good to know. January twenty twenty four will be ten years mm-hmm. for this ministry, and um, it's all it's all God's. It's all His work. Um, as people come in and leave, come in and work, there there are some that have, they started volunteering in the very beginning and they're still there. And there's others where they came in and served and God changed them and maybe moved them into another ministry. But God kind of does that. He allows us to serve and it may be an equipping for something else that he wants us to use, to right. use the equipping in or maybe to stay. But um, there's a lot there. We. Um, there's a place for for anyone interested. There, mm-hmm. there is something to do in a way that you can help. Well, thank you, Terry. Thanks for the information and just thanks for your heart to serve. Oh, well, appreciate and, it. Well, and thank you for um, for having me. Gladly. <laughs> thanks for listening to our podcast. For more information about Woodridge or our local outreach efforts, please visit our website at woodridge.org. 
Thanks for listening.